Assalamu alaikum and welcome to the Muslim in the Room podcast. Your host, Asma Hussein, Iman Ahmed, and Zainab Zafar are three Canadian Muslim women. Every week, they will discuss issues that are relevant to the celebration, growth, and empowerment of Muslim women in the West. They will confront some of the social issues affecting us through thought-provoking topics. We would love for you to join us. You can do that by subscribing on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or Spotify. But for now, join us and let's get into today's episode. Assalamu alaikum and welcome to the Muslim in the Room. Today we're chatting about something I think literally all of us are going through in some form or another, which is pandemic burnout. So depending on where in the world you live, you've probably experienced periods of lockdown in your area or maybe the transition to online schooling for your kids along with perhaps working from home. And on top of that, being cooped up with family for long periods of time, which oftentimes brings up underlying family conflicts. There's just really a lot to unpack here. And I want to ask you guys, are you guys comfortable sharing some of your experiences with us? Because I can definitely share some. As well, I'm definitely (laughs) going to share more than one. (laughs) But in the meantime, we would like to give a shout out to a person who commented on our latest Instagram post. Farheen writes, thank you so much for leaving a comment. She said, I love how you guys really listen to each other before responding. Very genuine, mashallah. And I believe Farheen Khan, she's a children's author and illustrator. So go check her out on Instagram. Yeah, smart. Talk about burnout. I mean, I don't know where you want me to start. I'm a teacher, a full-time teacher. I'm a mother. And, you know, so juggling with that and staying at home. And, you know, I reside in a condo, so the space is uh, a little small too. So we just are, you know, I love the family time. I love the idea that we're so connected together. But, you know, sometimes I'm like, I need my space. Where's my space here? (laughs) There's so much I can share with you about just feeling a little overwhelmed with everything during the pandemic, but there's the good side too. So I don't know, Himan, do you want to, let's start talking about what we find a little bit uh, like harder to deal with. Himan, do you want to start? Yeah. What do you, what's your um, experience like so far? You know what? I feel like we're all burnt out and I feel like it's kind of hard to validate our burnout considering the pandemic and the people dying. So I think we're just, we're feeling stuck where we can't complain. If you have your health and your home and you're well and you have money coming in and you have food, honestly, like, should you be even complaining in the middle of a global crisis, right? So there's that aspect. But then there's the other aspect, which is this is so freaking hard. Being with your kids 24-7 will drive you insane, especially... Yes. yes, kids. Okay, maybe older kids. I'm not sure what the challenges are that because I don't have older kids. But guys, it's exhausting. Like, not only are we feeding them and changing them and bathing them, but we're also teaching them, <laughs> and we're trying mm-hmm. to nurture them, and we're trying to be their emotional coach to deal with the stressors that they're feeling. Right? Because they are also feeling a lot of the the stress and how life has changed for them and they don't know how to manage their emotions. And so they're tantruming left, right, and center. (laughs) You have to absorb all of that because uh, you're the adult, right? Whereas you kind of want to tantrum with them. Like there's so many times I just want to scream with them too. Like, it's like, I don't know what to do anymore. (laughs) So it's hard, man. It's hard. And I think one of the, one of the reliefs that I had was TikTok. I'm not going to lie. I don't know what I would have done if it wasn't for TikTok. (laughs) (laughs) I can relate to that. I love TikTok. Right? (laughs) It gave us some comedy relief. Okay. Yes. 
we're not like telling people go on TikTok, guys. No, don't do that. <laughs> but, <laughs> but I'm saying, you know, there's the good side of TikTok and there's the bad side of TikTok. So we're talking about the good side of TikTok. Hey, man, it's too late. I'm signing up for TikTok today. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but you know, I have to say, though, TikTok changed um, what it was last year. I don't know. I feel like it's not the same anymore. I feel like last year was more genuine. People were coming on there for comedy relief. But now, I don't know. It's just going sideways now. But <laughs> you got, Iman, we should totally do a topic just on TikTok. Yes. And, yes. and um, yeah, yeah. That there's a lot. There's a lot to unpack in that. There's so much stuff um, there. But I but feel yeah, like honestly, it came at a good time. I feel like it came at a good time. It did. It did. Because it did. we were all fed up with Instagram. I was done scrolling through these perfect feeds <laughs> <laughs> and sponsored posts. And I was like, there is nothing perfect about life right now. You know, I, and I don't want to see perfection right now. I want to see real life. And I think TikTok gave us that. And I, I don't know. I think I was just tired of, I follow like on Instagram, I follow a lot of par- parenting blogs and stuff like that. The other aspect that really hit me this pandemic is just people telling you how to parent or like suggesting different ways to parent. And I think I was, that just needed to stop because like people were on survival mode, right? (laughs) Parents are in survival mode. I do not need to know how else I'm screwing up my kids. Like, no, because it's just... I'm just on survival mode right now. And I, it's funny because I talk about parenting a lot and I actually took a step back from it because I realized, like, am I adding more pressure on parents than necessary? So yeah, that's my experience. Yeah. yeah. I, I, have, tell us, tell um, us. I have a similar experience in that I'm super burnt out. Mm-hmm. And um, I think one of the reasons is that when everything kind of first started uh, back in like late February and, Mar- and early March, I was very optimistic in a way. And I was like, you know what? This is only going to last for like a few weeks or max a few months. And then everything's going to go back to normal. And so I worked at my regular pace, uh, which is usually like pretty fast paced for me. Because like I really derive a lot of pleasure out of being uh, really productive um, on my business and that sort of thing. So I worked really hard. And I think uh, Ramadan was just a few weeks or like maybe two, three months after the lockdown started and after kids were home. So it was like one thing after, after the other. Um, and I worked, like, I remember working really hard at that time, like all throughout those months and up until like the end of the summer. And then I heard that school was coming back in September and I was really excited. And I'm like, okay, great. You know, I'm going to put my daughter in school and then I'm going to be able to really be productive. And you know what happened? <laughs> I put her in school and then it's like my brain collapsed. It's I, honestly, I think because I was working for so many months and working hard. And then on top of that, having to deal with um, my child not being in school and being at home with me and all of this stuff, I didn't realize how much of a toll it actually took on my body and my mind that the first chance I got to rest, I just, I rested and I'm like, okay, I'm going to take a day. And that day turned into a week, two Mm -hmm. weeks, two months, three months. And I physically couldn't get myself to work. And I would have emails piling, like 50 emails that I would have to reply to. And I would look at them and just be like, I can't. Like my, my mind was just not working. And I was so burnt out. And like at the same time, everyone was like posting like all these tips and like, yeah, you know, or we're doing this with our kids and we're doing that with our kids. And I'm just sitting there. I'm like, I can't even like do anything. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I don't know. And like, alhamdulillah, like right now I'm like starting bit by bit to kind of climb out of that. But the burnout was real. The burnout was real. And, yeah. and I think 
yes, we can, we can, we can talk about how we still want to be grateful. We want to acknowledge all the blessings that Allah Subhanahu has given us. But you know, I, I feel that when we only talk about gratitude and we refuse to even acknowledge that things are hard, that just alienates us. It alienates us from other people. And like, we can't, like, we feel guilty for even feeling the feelings that are inside of us. Mm-hmm. And when that happens, like, anytime, for me personally, anytime I try to suppress a feeling or an emotion, <laughs> it comes back later to haunt me. Yeah. And I think, and, and I think that's kind of the, what, what ended up happening because I was like, no, no, this is fine. This is fine. This is fine. Yeah. And then the first moment I had to actually think my body's like, this ain't fine. This is not fine. This was terrible. This is terrible. And you guys, I recently, like, I've recently been seeing, okay, I'm going to stop blabbing soon, but I've recently been seeing so many posts about like, you know, 10 ways to cope with the pandemic, 45 things to do at home. And it's like, have a spa day, (laughs) paint your nails, journal. And I'm like, dude, I can't work. Like, I just want to get out of bed in the morning and like, be able to wash my face and like, take care of the bare necessities of, of like my child. You know what I mean? Like, exactly. And then, and then when those posts are out there, we talked about toxic positivity before, Mm -hmm. but when those posts are out there, you look at them and you're like, I guess everyone's doing fine. And I am just like a really weak person. Mm -hmm. And it becomes so damaging though, because you, you look at yourself and you're like, wow, I must, I must really suck. Everyone's doing great. And I suck. Yeah. Yeah. You don't suck, by the way. Okay. Thank you. I appreciate it. <laughs> but like, can I can I be honest, you guys? Like, with, when um, so we're in Ontario, and when they announced that schools were were not going back after December break, I literally, and I don't know if I should really admit this in public, but I will. I was in my car alone. I was like out doing an errand, and I literally screamed at the top of my lungs inside of my car. Oh, because that's good. I was, yeah, until like I did it several times until my throat hurt. <laughs> like, because I was so, I was at a point where I was yeah. just so frustrated. So, mm-hmm. and, and like, it's almost like PTSD because you know what happened last year when they canceled exactly. school for the rest of the year. Mm-hmm. And like, you were finally feeling like maybe things are sort of getting to a place that's good. And mm-hmm. then it happens all over again. And I was like, I was really, oh my God. Okay, okay. I'm going to stop talking now because I feel like I'm exposing myself a little bit too much. <laughs> but that's the honest truth. That's the honest truth. We're really struggling. We're really yeah. struggling. Yeah. And you know, everybody copes differently. The, um, I mean, you yeah. had to scream. I had to binge watch and eat Netflix. I mean, eat my face. <laughs> watch Netflix. <laughs> I had to go buy some ice cream and eat it by myself yeah. without my kids knowing. <laughs> Yes. Yes. <laughs> exactly. You guys know seriously the way I coped. I remember the beginning of the pandemic. I was in my bed. I put on blacklist. I've been binge watched in the entire eight seasons. Okay, eight seasons. <laughs> this is not normal. <laughs> and I just sat there and I ate. And all I did was give my kids food, come back to bed, continue watching. Go get, <laughs> come back to bed and keep watching. I had to do that. I had to get it out of my system. I couldn't be functional, especially after school ended in June. I was just done. Like there was nothing left in me. I couldn't parent. I couldn't do anything around the house. Like you said, Asma, my body just went like, we can't get out of bed anymore. Like we we need some time to process this. (laughs) And you know what? 
the best thing I did was I actually listened to that and I didn't fight yes. it and I didn't let the social pressures get onto me. I mean, did you see the amount of people who started businesses in the middle of a pandemic? I mean, good for them, but I'm just like, wow, <laughs> <laughs> like that's amazing, you know? And, and I guess to them that made sense, but everybody copes differently. And I just had 100%. to be in bed for a month, almost close to a month <laughs> where I spent quality time with myself, did the bare necessities. But I'm glad I did that because then I was able to bounce back and kind of yeah. pick up, you know, where you I need, left off. We all need that break, right? Yeah. Like with me, I think I felt a little burnt out before the pandemic. Mm-hmm. So when the pandemic hit, I thought, okay, I have some time. And it was, you know, right after that was Ramadan. I don't know if you guys remember, but that time for me was very uplifting. But after Ramadan and like Asma is saying, like, you know, we thought it's going to all finish and everything's going to go back to normal, but it just keeps extending and extending. And so I think like, like, you know, yes, there are days where I feel exhausted, but then there are days that I'm like, okay, I'm safe at home. And I'm kind of glad that, you know, that I have the space because like, I want to keep this light, but at the same time, like thinking about it from a perspective, like. We are not hit the same way as everyone else, right? So like, you know how people say we're in this all together? That statement just makes me feel like, oh no, we're not in this all together. We're hit by Mm -hmm. this all together, but we're experiencing very Very differently. Very differently. Yeah. There there are like vulnerable populations that are going through Mm -hmm. much, much worse than we are who are, um, because they're vulnerable populations are being exposed to the virus at much higher rates than us. Like, like the homeless population or the nursing home population, there are people who are really going through the rigor, like really, really affected by it. And definitely, we always have to preface by saying like, alhamdulillah, like, thank God that we are also able to have that safety and have the option, the option of being able to stay home. Because there are lots of people who literally just to make rent, they have to go out and work in, in factories, in manufacturing companies and stores or whatever. They have to. PSWs, like for example, they they really put their lives on risk. Yeah. Exactly. Healthcare workers, like all these people who have to go through what we're going through, plus Mm -hmm. having to be exposed and and, um, deal with that exhaustion, deal with the risk. So yes, there's there's still so much to be grateful for. And um, you're right. I appreciate that perspective because I think, at least for me, like I can get really lost in my own misery no but like your experience is is, terrible yeah no but like look your experience you being a single mom and handling you know motherhood at the same time your business that's not that's not easy at all like you know and then you have having to have everything you know send out at a certain time and you're doing it all by yourself like you know with a job it's a little different if i'm sick i can just say okay i need sick leave right with a business, you can't do that. Um, it seems like, you know, from uh, the experience that you shared, like it's just all on, on one person and that's not easy at all. Like, yeah. but you know, I'm going to just say one thing. We can definitely blame this on capitalism. <laughs> I think we can. Look at how it impacts us so differently. And, uh, you know, you talked about the inequities with the PSW or like uh, elderly or people who can't make a living. Obviously, it's impacting us differently. So yeah, we can mm-hmm. definitely blame this again on capitalism. <laughs> no, we can. We can because yeah, capitalism in and of itself as a system puts mm-hmm. certain people at risk. Yeah. And certain people have to be vulnerable. And they don't have the option to like 
to say, you know what, I have a pre-existing health condition, so I'm just, I'm going to stay home from work for the next few months. They can't, they, they just can't. They can't. Mm-hmm. And we saw all of these racial inequities that came to the surface. Like, honestly, mm-hmm. like it was just, yeah. There was a lot. Can we talk about one thing? At least here in Ontario, the police now has yeah, <laughs> permission to ticket people who they, who they believe are not acting in accordance to lockdown. And I remember reading an article about how this, this is like, this is putting so much power in the hands of the police. And what ends up happening, you guys? Who's ticketed? Who's ticketed? Mm-hmm. Is it like just the average white person walking? No, it's going to be racial minorities. It's going to be vulnerable populations who are like all, already over-targeted by police who are then on top of that, going to be ticketed now for for like supposedly transgressing the the lockdown limits or 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 whatever so that's another layer that's another layer to think about and i was reading like it's gonna disproportionately impact the black community and Mm -hmm. you know police violence and the brutality that links directly to the violence that's experienced directly by black people and it has been disproportionate so think of this now adding another layer to this right yeah, that scares me. That scares uh, me yeah. for the Black community, for the people who are loved uh, within our community. And, you know, like, it's, it's just, it's really messed up, seriously. I think one you of the good things uh, that came out, though, is that now for crisis calls, now police officers have to have a nurse with them. I think that was a great stepping stone for us because, I mean, we didn't have that before. Alhamdulillah, like it took them long enough to do that. But I was so happy to hear that because now there's going to be someone trained to deal with mental health crisis as opposed to just the police responding to these calls. Mm -hmm. So that's one of the good things that came out out of the Mm -hmm. whole, you know, BLM movement and whatever, all that we experienced, the racial injustices in 2020. So I don't know what 2021 has um, hiding for us. (laughs) (laughs) hopefully good things (laughs) this is not toxic positivity but like really i believe there's hope now there's um inshallah i think with work and maybe you guys we needed this pandemic yes it's horrible you know Mm -hmm. but but some good came out of it it's so hard to say that right when people are dying left right and center but it's so hard to say that oh there's something good that's coming out of it but it makes you think about how in this world there's nothing that's completely bad and there's nothing that's completely good so we're always somewhere in the middle where to every situation, as bad as it may seem, something good might come out of it. And every good situation, you know, something bad might come out of it too. So yes, yeah, so like we, we never know. And like for sure, everything that we see is negative. Mm-hmm. Even if we can't see, even if we can't see the silver lining at this point in time, exactly. maybe in a year or two or 10 years, when we look back and we, and we think, okay, this period of time in my life, I was able to maybe not accomplish X, Y, Z, but I was able to reflect or I was able to take time for myself or whatever, whatever it, it, it might be, or it motivated me, you know, a year down the line to do something else. So there is definitely a lot of good. I think the mistake that I made though, and I'll be honest with you, is that especially at the beginning of all this craziness, I was trying so hard to find the positives. Mm-hmm. I was trying so hard and like almost to a point where I was forcing it. And I was mm-hmm. like, no, there has to be something that there has to be. And like taking on this like really positive, <laughs> really positive outlook, which is not a bad thing per se, 
But I think I got so tired. I think that's one of the reasons I burnt out because I got so tired. Yeah. Because like I'm constantly trying to look for the good and not acknowledging, hey, this is just something really tough and I just have to kind of bear it. And like we, I always come back to this hadith where Prophet says that like the condition of the believer is always good, whether something, I'm paraphrasing now, whether something good happens to him or whether something bad happens to him. And if something good happens to him, he's grateful. If something bad happens to him, he's patient. And so, you know what I was trying to do? Something bad was happening and I wasn't trying to be patient. I was trying to be grateful. Yeah. And I, and then it only dawned on me recently that maybe I should like look at this hadith a little bit closer. Like maybe I don't have to just like push myself so hard to be grateful right now. Maybe right now is a time for patience. Yes. And and bearing it and just sitting with myself and, and trying my hardest to like manage it. Mm-hmm. Maybe that was your coping mechanism, though, Asma. Maybe you were looking at everything positively because that was the, you, your mental way of coping with whatever that was happening. A lot of people do that where you might not be paying attention to the negatives and you don't want to see it as a negative. And so you're in search of that goodness. Either way, there are people who do that and then there's people who do the opposite as well. But the important thing is to catch yourself like you did right now and, and to realize that, hey, you know what, maybe I just need to go with the flow and yeah. let the feelings it come was, and go. This was such a learning experience for all of us, I think. Like, yeah. You know, guys, I want to move towards talking about at least one thing that we can give away our audience that we, a positive thing that we've, I know we talked about our burnt out experience and we talked about, and not to minimize that. But what's that one thing that you're really grateful for during this time? You know, I think um, I'm grateful for a lot, you know, when I really sit down and I think about it. But what I'm really starting to realize is how much I'm grateful for the people in my life, like my close friendships, family, extended family, that kind of thing. And it's (laughs) I miss them because a lot like I can't see a lot of people. And I think it's made me so grateful for them. And I've realized how fortunate I am to actually have people in my life who I can rely on and who I can uh, go to if I'm going through something difficult. So I think the importance of relationships has really been heightened for me in this time. Um, Yeah, I really, really, really appreciate especially friendships, you know, people who have like empathize with me when I sent them like, I'm going crazy texts, you know, or WhatsApp messages. Um, And we're, yeah, I realized that we're, yeah, we're really... (laughs) We're really connecting <laughs> a deeper level. <laughs> yeah, that, no, that's my seriously, piece. that's beautiful, Asma. Man, what about you? Oh, man, there's a lot to be grateful for, honestly. I don't think we can even count our blessings. Alhamdulillah, like the fact that, you know, we have our health and, and we have our wealth and, you know, we're able to be home and be safe. I think that's the biggest blessing. But also, like you said, Asma, relationships stands out to me too. But not just relationships with others, but your, my relationship with myself. So just tuning out all the noise and the running and the hustle and the bustle made me realize who I am. And, and I gotten to know myself better. And I've gotten to know my kids a lot better and gotten to know my husband better because of all this time that we're spending together. And I think, subhanAllah, like I think one of the greatest, greatest blessings that's going to come out of this pandemic is that relationships are going to be tighter. And I feel like our kids in this generation will value the importance of family more than any other generation. SubhanAllah, like I just, it just made me realize like if anything we were, we learned from this pandemic is the importance of family, whether that's your biological family or the people that you choose in your life, 
But either way, like that's the one thing we all relied on. It wasn't the stores. It wasn't, you know, <clears throat> buying products. It was people. SubhanAllah. So it makes you think. Yeah. Same here. Like, honestly, I relate to both of you. Relationship with myself, with my family, with my kids. It just helped me to prioritize better. Mm-hmm. I was just, I, I felt like I could now put in check mark where it belongs, you know, like keep my family at the very higher end of the hierarchy that you know sometimes when we prioritize we're like okay we'll get this get to this later mm-hmm. but i think the pandemic really allowed us to connect at a different level yeah Inshallah. these are all amazing takeaways mashallah let us know how you're dealing with your burnout over on instagram at the muslim in the room and inshallah until next time we'll talk soon so i come Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. We would love to hear your thoughts, so be sure to leave a review on Apple Podcasts and tell us what you think. And if you haven't already, hit that subscribe button on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or Spotify. And to connect with us a little bit more, join us over at Instagram at the handle The Muslim in the Room. Tune in next week for another thought-provoking, or who knows, maybe even a little controversial episode. Until then, take care and assalamu alaikum.